0: Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for January 31st, 2022. On December 31st of, I'm sorry, January 31st, 2023. On December 31st of 2022, I was in prayer, in church, and the Lord shared with me that he wanted me to teach the miracles of Jesus to get this year started off right. Like, it's like we had to go back to the miracles of Jesus, to get our faith reignited. We're the just and we're supposed to live by faith. Listen, I'm teaching the miracles of Jesus. We're not going to finish it now in January. This will spill over into February. But as we're learning about the miracles of Jesus, as we're learning about the supernatural power of God, a God who can do all things, a God that can give life to dead things. Listen, our faith is being built up and edified and inspired and ignited. On today, we're looking at this miracle where there was a little girl who died and her father prayed and Jesus was on the way. We're going to deal with that situation today. This is Jairus uh, and his daughter being raised from the dead. And I'm going to tell you today that God will deal with you according to your faith. Get ready to receive the word. serve a God that can give life to dead stuff. Man, I love preaching about God. I just love preaching about the miracles. I love teaching about faith. God has given me a functional understanding of faith. So as we get into this thing, I pray that you're you're ready to receive. You're ready to learn, especially how to walk and live by faith. This is not part of the message this morning, but I thought about it today because we're going to deal with Jairus and how God can deal with the dead situation. I love in Romans chapter 4, verses 17 through 21, where Abraham believed God. He was strong in faith, giving glory to God. He considered not his own body now dead from the waist down. His stuff wasn't working and his wife's womb had never worked. She couldn't have babies when she was 17 and she was 90 years old, but he believed in a God that can give life to the dead. Come on. I don't care how dead your situation is. Our God can do all things. Put that in the chat. Say, my God can do all things. Before we get into the 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 miracle for today. Let's look at Psalms 126 and verse four. The Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Lord, do it again for me. Restore us to our former glory. As we are studying the miracles of Jesus, I believe that God is taking us back to this point where we believe that God could do anything. And it's like many of us have become comfortable with God along the way. And so now we got to get to the point where we, we believe God again. God, restore us so our former glory may streams of refreshing flow over us until every dry heart is drenched. Again, put this in the chat. Say no dry areas for me. I don't want to have any dry areas in my life. I, I want I want my heart to be refreshed. I, this will be a season of refreshing and restoring. God will give us a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit, so we would have the passion and the desire and the zeal to walk with God and to push through every obstacle and opposition. Say this. Say greater is coming for me. All right. So now let's get into the miracle. So we've been looking at this miracle, Jairus and his daughter, Jesus raising Jairus, his daughter from the dead. I introduced you to this miracle yesterday. And where we left off yesterday, Jairus had made a declaration of faith. He said, Lord, he fell down at Jesus's feet. And we dealt with that yesterday. He said, Lord, my daughter is lying at the point of death. But if you would come and lay hands on her, she, I need you to come to my house. I need you to lay hands on her. She shall recover and she shall live. And so Jesus like, all right, let's go. So Jesus was going, Jairus was going, the disciples were going, and the crowd was going. And that's where we stopped in yesterday's message. So let me pick it up from there. As they went, they're going to the house, and the crowd is there. And there's this woman who comes and touches Jesus. I'm going to deal with this woman later. I'm not going to talk about her today. But she touched Jesus. She touched Jesus with more than just her hand. She touched Jesus with her faith. Matter of fact, put that in the chat. Say, I touch Jesus with my faith. We, we, we got to be able to touch Jesus with our faith. So this woman touched Jesus with her faith and Jesus stopped. And so when Jesus stopped, he was like, hey, somebody touch me. And the disciples were like, what are you talking about, Jesus? Everybody's touching you. All these people. You know? He was like, no, 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 no. I felt virtue. I felt power literally like leave my body. Somebody touched me. And, uh, and so he found out who it was. There was this woman. She told him the whole story. Uh, she gave him the whole testimony. We don't know how long that took, but it, I'm sure it took a long time. And while all of that is going on, Jairus is like, come on, lady, would you shut up? My daughter's dying. Like, come on, we got to go. And so so Jairus is like, come on, come on, we got to go. And Jesus is talking to this lady and the lady's telling her testimony and she's telling her story and she's talking to Jesus. and Jesus is talking to her. And Jairus is like, come on, let's go. And at, at, finally, Jesus like, okay, lady, you're good. Go. You, you're made whole. And as they turn around, somebody comes from Jairus' house. And after all of that, somebody comes from Jairus's house and says to Jairus, hey, man, I know that you were excited. I know that you kind of built up your faith. I know that you got this man, Jesus, this miracle worker that's coming. But here's the problem. Your daughter's dead. And the, the Bible doesn't even name this person. This is an unnamed person. But the person comes and says, hey, man, your daughter's dead. Why trouble the master any further? In other words, he was saying, hey, man, your daughter's dead. You don't need to ask Jesus to come any further. You can just tell Jesus to stop because she already died. In that moment, he's gripped with fear. In that moment, fear overtakes. It's like he's flooded with fear, doubt, unbelief. Oh, my God, my daughter just died. Now, a few minutes ago, he had said, Lord, if you would come to my house and lay hands on my daughter, she shall recover and she shall live. Jesus is like, hey, man, I'm going. What you said is still good. Say this. Say, God deals with me according to my faith. So he had faith to say it out loud. Jesus was moving. Jesus was still moving. Jesus was still good. Now he's flooded with fear because the situation changed. So now he's like, oh, man, what do I do? The guy's like, tell Jesus not to come. The devil's like, tell Jesus not to come. The devil's like, I don't want Jesus to show up at your house because I know what Jesus could do. The devil's like, just tell Jesus, don't come no more. Your words cause Jesus to start coming. Your words can cause Jesus to stop coming. Just tell Jesus not to come. And Jesus in that moment says, hey, hey, hold on. Be not afraid. Only believe. So I I actually talked about this in, uh, I have two books on the power of your words. I have two books. Uh, There are 150 declarations of faith or affirmations of faith for men and 150 affirmations of faith for women. And in those books, I have an introductory chapter where I explain the power of words. And in that chapter, I'm going to give you an excerpt from the books this morning. Let me just read this to you. I'm just going to read this directly from my book. You ready? Because I talk about this story and and I think it's pertinent. If you don't have the books, you should get it. Uh, But anyway, let me just tell you the story. Uh, So, This is directly from the book. Jesus had the power to heal Jairus' daughter from the seashore. He did not have to go to Jairus' house, but that's not what Jairus said. Jairus' confession was, sir, I need you to come to my house, lay hands on my daughter, and if you come to my house and lay hands on my daughter, she shall recover and she shall live. I remember the story of the centurion and the centurion's servant. If you remember that story, you'll see my point. Jesus was so used to being pulled by people to go here and there that when the Roman centurion approached Jesus about his servant being sick, Jesus was ready to go to the centurion's house to heal him. But the Roman centurion surprised Jesus. He said, No, I don't need you to go. I just need you to say. He was saying, Mr. Jesus, I believe your words have authority over sickness. So I need you to speak those words. I don't have authority over sickness because if I did, I would speak myself. Uh, But since you do, Mr. Jesus, if you speak the word only, my servant will be healed. The Roman centurion believed in the power of words. Jesus was amazed at his faith. Jesus said, go, your servant is healed. Jesus spoke healing and the man's servant was healed from that very moment. Now, let's go back to Jairus. Jesus could have spoken healing from the seashore but that's not what Jairus said. See, Jesus will meet you at your level of faith. God will deal with you according to your own confession. You are constantly speaking what you believe in your heart, and God ministers to you based on what you believe and speak. Since this man said, "'Sir, I need you to come to my house, lay hands on my daughter, then she shall recover, then she shall live,' Jesus had to minister to him according to his own confession. So Jesus said, okay, let's go. Jairus left and, at, with Jesus, and they started walking to his house. The crowd followed because church folk are nosy. As they were going, someone else came into the picture. This time, it was a woman who had her own declaration. She had been bleeding for 12 long years. She had spent all her money on doctors, but she did not get any better. She got worse. But since God will deal with you according to your own declaration, what she was saying is important. This woman kept saying, if I can just touch Jesus's garments, I shall be made whole. That was her confession. That's what she was saying. She was speaking words of faith from a believing heart. There were other people who touched Jesus but they didn't have the same confession as, as this woman, so they were touching him, and nothing happened. This woman came and touched Jesus, and as, she, as soon as she did, the power of God left Jesus' body and healed her. Why? Just like she said. She had been bleeding for 12 long years, and her she was healed immediately. Why? Because that's what she said. She believed, therefore she spoke. She spoke what she believed. She kept saying, if I touch him, I shall be made whole. She touched him and she was made whole. Then Jesus had a conversation with the woman. While they spoke, Jairus' daughter died. Someone came up to Jairus and said, your daughter's dead, don't bother Jesus anymore. Basically, the person was saying, you can tell Jesus to stop. He does not need to come anymore. Now, what I'm about to say is critical. This is all still from the book. And then let me, let me. this part of the book is really key to what I'm teaching you this morning. What caused Jesus to start moving in the direction of Jairus' home? It was Jairus's words. Jairus spoke words of faith and his words got Jesus to move. He said, Mr. Jesus, my daughter's dying. She is at the point of death. If you come to my house, lay hands on her, she shall recover and she shall live. That was his confession. He spoke what he believed and the confession was still good. Jesus was still going off of that confession. However, if Jairus said something else, something against what had already, what he had already spoken, then that would cause Jesus to stop. What caused Jesus to move toward the house? Jairus's words. What could cause Jesus to stop? Jairus's words. If Jairus said to Jesus, do not come, then Jesus would have to stop because God will never force himself on you. If you tell God, don't do it, then it's over because God won't do it he will never overrule your own will. So at that moment, when fear overtook Jairus's heart, there was a danger for Jairus to speak out of fear. Thankfully, watch this, before Jairus spoke in fear, Jesus said, he interrupted him, hey, be not afraid, keep on believing. Basically, Jesus was saying, listen, Jairus, if you can't speak faith, don't say anything. Put this in the chat." Say, if I can't speak faith, I will keep my mouth shut. If you can't speak faith, don't say anything. I would rather that you keep your mouth shut than to speak a negative word. Don't you ever speak a negative word that will cancel out what you have already spoken in faith. That's it, that's close quote. All of that is in the book. There's a lot more in the book. There's affirmations of faith you should get the book. Anyway, so what does this mean for you today? I've already given you a lot so all I'm going to do now is just kind of give you some quick thoughts, and, I believe, and then I'm going to pick up the story from where we left off uh, tomorrow. If you can't speak words of faith, you shouldn't say anything. You should keep your mouth shut, because God is going to deal with you according to your faith. All right, you ready? All right, so what does this mean for you today? Let me give you a, a few quick things. All right, number one, in the natural world, you move things with your hands. In the spirit realm, you move things with your faith and faith is voice activated. Put this in the chat. Say faith is voice activated. So as a man of God, as a woman of God, in the natural world, we move things with our hands. In the spirit realm, we move things with our faith, and faith is voice activated. So you you have to be very careful what you say. You should never speak words of fear or doubt or unbelief over you, your children, your body, over uh, sickness. There's nothing terminal over anything that touches your body. You got to be very careful never to speak a negative word over your children, your marriage, your business. You you should always speak words of faith from a believing heart. You got it? All right. So there are things that God has stored up for you by grace. And he requires you to lay hold of those things by faith. Everything God does for us, he does it by grace. Grace is unearned, unmerited, undeserved. I'm taking my time because I really need you to understand this. Everything that we do in response to God, we do it by faith. And so I am speaking faith, I'm receiving faith and why? Because I believe that the grace is already there. So what God reveals to me that is his will, that's grace, I then have to receive it by faith. So faith is something you say or or something you do based on what you believe to be God's will. In other words, uh, when you speak words of faith, what you're doing is you are openly declaring what you believe the Holy Spirit revealed to you about your future. It is future to you, but you believe it's past to him. So when you get a revelation of something over your your career, your family, your business, your marriage, your children, whatever. If you can openly declare that despite the fact that it hasn't happened yet, despite the fact that you don't have any sense from evidence to support it, you can't see it, touch it, taste it, smell it. Matter of fact, you have sense from evidence that's against it. You have letters, you have emails, you have statements that are against what God said. You have doctor's reports, financial statements that are against what God said but you know what God said. So if you can say what God said and believe what God said, it's only a matter of time that before you will have what God said, despite the fact that you don't have sense evidence to support it, and despite the fact that the sense evidence that you do have is going against it. And so you cannot be moved by, put this in the chat, say, I'm not moved by what I see. I'm only moved by what God said. So faith is something that you say or do based on what you believe that God revealed to you. J. Iris knew that his daughter was dying, but he believed that if Jesus, this man named Jesus, would come to his house, lay hands on his daughter, she shall recover, she shall live. What do you think he got that from? He got that from the Holy Spirit. He got this image that where where he come, Jesus, I need you to come to my house. Jesus, I need you to to lay hands on my daughter. Jesus, if you come to my house, lay hands on my daughter. My daughter's dying now, but, 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 but if you will come, lay hands on my daughter, she shall recover and she shall live. Jesus responded that going, Jesus set his faith in agreement. They were going to the house and along the way, the door to die. Now, if you get a divine impulse from God, like Jairus did, you get a divine impulse from God about your career, business, whatever, and you launch out and you're like, oh man, we're doing this thing. Watch this. Along the way, while you're going, Satan will crank up the heat on you. While you're going, Things may get worse before they get better. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but you are believing God. You set your faith in agreement. You launched out in faith. You're like, oh man, this is gonna be amazing. And then along the way, it got worse before it got better. Along the way, while they're going, she died. While they're going, she died. It got worse before it got better. Listen, along the way, God never promised for it to be easy. God never said that that everything is going to be hunky-dory easy. God will show you the end of the matter, but God will not show you what you have to go through between now and then. God will show you the end of the thing, so so He could see Jesus in His house. He could see Jesus laying hands on His daughter. He could see His, his daughter get it. She shall recover, and she shall. He could see that. But now what are you going to do? Hey, don't ask Jesus to come anymore. Your daughter's dead. When things get worse before they get better, you cannot be moved. And God will deal with you according to your faith. So you have faith enough to say it. When she was still breathing, come on now, you have faith enough to say it when blood was still flowing through her body. But now what are you going to do now? Now what are you going to You just got a negative report. What are you going to do when you get a negative report? Now, Jesus was saying, hey, man, the word that you spoke is still good. You said, if I would come lay hands on your daughter, she shall recover, she shall live. That, your, that word is still good. You must say, listen, say this, say this, put it in the chat. I will say what God said until I see what God said and I will not be moved by what I see. You cannot be moved. You cannot allow what you see to change what you say. You can't change your confession. You can't change your declaration just because things get worse before they get better. As a believer, you cannot be moved by what you see. You can only be moved by what God said. I'm teaching you how to live by faith. All right, number two, God will deal with you according to your faith or lack of faith. God will deal with you according to your faith or lack of faith. God will never force his will on you. If you speak words of faith from a believing heart. And you are expressing confidence in what God revealed, then you are coming in agreement with God and you will experience heaven on earth. However, if you change your declaration of faith because something happened, if you change your declaration of faith because the circumstances changed, then now you've crossed over from faith into fear. Here's the problem with that if you really believe, that God revealed it to you, and you really believe that that was the will of God when God revealed it to you. Let's say that God told you this about your children, or God told you this about your business, or God told you this about your career. And then along the way, something changed. Now, if you really believe that God revealed X and it was the will of God, and and you have to believe that God is not a man that he should lie, God can't lie, then you have to believe that God already knew that the, this bad situation was going to happen. And while it caught you off guard, you have to believe that it did not catch God off guard, right? So, so put this in the chat, say, God is never surprised. So while we might be surprised, God is never surprised. So if I believe that God revealed it to me, and I believe that God is not a man that he can't lie, and I believe that God already knew it was going to happen, then I can't be moved by what just happened. I can only be moved by what God said. So if you change your declaration of faith just because of what happened, then now you've crossed over from faith into fear and now you run the risk of missing out. If you change your declaration of faith because of what happened, then God will step back and say, dog, you missed it. And you will miss out on God's best because you are no longer in agreement with God. Now, when you were in agreement with God, You are positioning yourself. You're in agreement with heaven. So what are you going to get? Heaven on earth. As it is in heaven, so shall it be on the earth in my life. But when you're no longer in agreement with God, you're you're going to miss out on God's best. And you're going to get to heaven only to realize that there were many things that God wanted to do that that God could not do because you no longer were in faith. And you allowed your circumstances and situations and you allowed those things to cause you to get out of faith. And once you're no longer in faith, God has to step back because God will allow whatever you allow. God will permit whatever you permit. Faith must be an act of your free will. If God forced himself, this is why God can't do it. God set up a system to where humans dominate this planet. And if God forced himself on you, if God forced his will on you, then God would you would be like a puppet and God would be a puppet master. And God is not that. God is not pulling the strings. And so that's why you can't blame God for everything that happens because we are we get to receive, you know, we are reaping whatever we sow. So so the whole earth functions on a system of cause and effect, sowing and reaping, the free will of humans. And so people are blaming God for things that they did. People are blaming God for seeds that they sowed. People are blaming God for their lack of faith. And so Jairus's words caused Jesus to start moving towards Jairus' house. And Jairus's words could have caused Jesus to stop. And so at the end of the day, if Jairus would have spoken words of fear and doubt and unbelief, then Jesus would have to stop. And so I'm giving you a lot to process. And like I told you, I'm not in a hurry. So I'm going to deal with this again tomorrow. But let me just give you some closing thoughts for today. And I'm trying to give you a functional understanding of how to walk and live by faith. If you're enjoying it, put it in the chat. All right, so let me close with these few final thoughts. God's will for your life is set. Say that out loud. Say, God's will for my life is set. It was set from the foundations of the world. Now, the Holy Spirit will reveal things to you, like he did with Jairus. I'm convinced that it was the Holy Spirit gave Jairus a vision of Jesus going to his house, laying hands on his daughter. She shall recover. She shall live. That came from the Holy Ghost. And Jairus had to have the faith to openly declare it, to believe it, and then to continue on with it, even though his daughter died. See, we serve a God who can give life to dead stuff. We serve a God who can breathe life into dead situations. So no matter, I don't know who I'm ministering to this morning, and I'm trying to contain myself. I'm trying not to get too excited because I really need need you to get this. No matter how dead your situation seems, there is nothing too hard for God. If you have faith to believe what God revealed, then you will experience God's best. You will experience heaven on earth. Now, if you don't have the faith to believe and receive it, if you are moved by what you saw, if you're moved by the letter or the email or the phone call, now you're going to get to heaven and realize that you missed out on God's best because there was a lack of faith. You are the just, and the Bible commands the just to walk and live by faith. God has provided the grace. We must provide the faith. Say amen to that. I'm just, that's enough for today. I'm going to keep teaching this thing because I want you to get it. Tomorrow, we're going to continue. Tomorrow, we're going to see what happened in his heart. We're going to see what happened when Jesus got to Jairus' house. All right, y'all ready? Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me as I study the miracles of Jesus, my faith is increased. I spend time in your presence. Now, in your presence, you reveal to me your will. I then openly and boldly declare what I see. (laughs) Glory to God. I speak words of faith from a believing heart, and I refuse to allow what I see To change what I say, I know living by faith, or I know living faith can overcome dead situations. So I walk by faith and not by sight. I am not moved when a situation gets worse before it gets better. I am only moved by you and your word. Father, be it unto me according to your will and my faith. My faith is voice activated. (laughs) So I boldly declare this shall be the best year of my life. Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow I'm going to have another one. Apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to today'sword.org, click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I don't know how I contained myself. I felt like preaching, but I was like, let me slow down. Let me just teach this thing. Listen, I'm trying to teach you. This is good, man. This is some good teaching, y'all. How to walk and live by faith and how to not be moved. The little girl died. She was like, we're still good. What you said was still good. Look at me. What you said is still good. Don't open. If you can't speak faith, mm, I would rather you shut your mouth and don't say nothing. God will go off of the last word you spoke. Just as long as you don't open something now and cancel it out. Fear cancels faith and faith cancels fear. We are the just and we walk and live by faith. Do me a favor, two things. If this message was a blessing to you, leave me some comments in the chat. i like to read those and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. We are the just, we live by faith. Have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you And then lastly, we have several books and products on rickpina.co. These are products designed to help you grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have apparel there that will help you represent the grace life. Thank you so much for being a blessing to us. And we pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.